Hello, hello. And welcome. Uh, this is just a quick check-in. I am in the process of getting my stuff together because I've got to go. Am I happy about it? No. No. If <laughs> honestly, right now, if I still had the option, I would sit out <clears throat> and continue resting. Uh, I a little bit about what I'm doing currently is I'm taking part of a vibro myalgia study group. And it's like a, a medical experiment. Um, they told me the name of the product. And I am not one that typically accepts the fact that a medical narcotic is what I need to take. I prefer everything holistically. I fully believed, I still fully believe it. I believe that it would have taken care of itself eventually. However, the way that life is right now, and, and just in general, the fact that we are a hustle culture, we are a always on the go, we always have to be doing something culture. And I like eating. I like being able to feed for my child. And pain I was experiencing was interfering with a lot of things. Um, I do believe it was causing a lot of the emotional charge. Just... Just from the release of energy, and that's that's what happens when our nerve endings are overreactive. It, it has to be sent somewhere to be processed. And it was going to my brain and saying, oh, this hurts. Remember, this feels like this time. And so I would I, I would just have to deal with the, not, not headache pain, but like what felt like a PTSD trigger attack, um, what felt like anxiety, you know, I'd have to deal with that overload of energy running through the penile gland of my prefrontal cortex. Uh, and it got to the point where it was just too much. It was seeping into my running. Yesterday, I went running. And I ran faster than I have in a long time. Without even thinking about it, without even trying to say, I'm going to hit this pace. I was running at my old pace. I was running at my old pace and I wasn't even thinking about it. 
My body wasn't screaming at me. It, it's screaming at me a little bit right now. Um, I don't know if I got a placebo or the actual narcotic. Um, but from what the study says, they claim to be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna presume without knowing anything that this particular drug is going to be advertised as a holistic drug. Um, so far, I had no side effects. Uh, there were no side effects read to me that I could potentially experience uh, while on this study drug. And this this particular study either speaks to the intense power of the mind and the healing power of the mind. Because if I have a placebo and I would, I mean, I'm gone to bed. I've slept. Before. I went to bed before three in the morning for the past two days. So it really speaks to the power of mind. Should I have received the placebo? Should I receive the study drug, the actual narcotic? Whatever this is done, I'll actually likely recommend this to people with fibromyalgia or, you know, to ask to try this. Um, I don't, I don't know anything of the study. This study could be marketed for African-Americans or Hispanics. You know, this could be something that is a social change and geared toward the right people who have been medically just ignored. I'm not going to get into that discussion right now because it does, it, it, it swirls my mind around. The concept of hate actually swirls my mind around. I, I don't, I don't understand it. At 14, when I found out was Hispanic and what being Puerto Rican meant culturally and through, you know, what bloodlines that entailed, I sat down with myself and I went, how, how could I hate another race. That means I hate myself. I don't hate myself. I love myself. And you know, for me, that was a turning point on, I mean, I guess my first lesson in self-love. Uh, you know, my mom, I just learned in December, maybe November, that my mom 
was segregated because she was Hispanic. And we as Puerto Ricans have a hard time understanding that. Not because we're Hispanic, because we are Americans. So every other continent on the planet embraces their citizens because of national pride. Oh, okay, this person's French. This person is African. This person is Swedish. This person is Finnish. They, and they look at that first. But in America, what they look at first is the color of your skin or what language you're, you are speaking. I mean, for years, up until that point, I was very disgusted with my mother for abandoning her culture. I was mad at her. Why didn't you teach me what it meant to be Puerto Rican? I learned for myself and I'm glad. But it's it's those things that make you more confident as a child. This is part of the African-American struggle in America. They know what it means to be a black person in America. It means you're oppressed. It means you're going to struggle. It means that you know, you have the potential not to see life past 20. There was a discussion in one of my classes this semester. And, uh, and this is not the first time. This is like the fourth time I've heard it. There are youths today. I have to check the time. I, I really actually have to be cautious today. There are youths today in their teenage years that refer themselves as middle-aged. The, the statement was middle-aged teenager. And when the person worded it like that, it struck me like lightning. I remember the little boy the 13-year-old who I sat at in my in my previous job counseling him just because that's what I did mostly with my community for four years. I counseled them. Not licensed practice, but I would I would I would sit there and I would counsel them. You you know, I learned what skills I was using. I would just sit there and talk with them. I get to know them and understand them. I didn't realize I was counseling them until, until I realized what my path was. Until I real, until I started taking counseling classes. This little boy, at thirteen, he literally said, "I had a vision for my life, where it was going." And I got off track of my vision. And now I don't know 
how I'm going to get back on it. I couldn't understand. That moment. I mean, I, I, I knew I grew up sheltered. That moment drove reality home for me. How much better a chance to exist in life since my mother whitewashed herself and tried to camouflage us in to the whitewashed world so we can just survive past the age of 20. I also just watched a very powerful show on Netflix called On My Block. And, and it had a beautiful ending. Like it, it really, it, it showed exactly where your mind is as a person. Because I did, I expected drama, I expected the worst. And the show ended on one of the most beautiful and positive ways that a show can end. Especially about a gangbanger growing up in in the heat of in the heat of a ghetto, in the heat of of the inner city. These four kids made it. The, the gangbanger got out of the grave, and he he made it beyond to college and a life it's a really great show i recommend um i i am doing a lot of reminiscing again i'm back in the french quarter working and she feels different this time she feels peaceful peace more peaceful than she did uh, when I was there in 2007 to 2009. Uh, I, you know, I'm looking at this. This is not going to be my forever for the rest of the day job. I am going to get my counseling degree. And I will, I will use it to help my community. I got into police work because of a coworker who was the victim of domestic violence. And I thought it was a way I could help. It wasn't, when I found out that a lot of domestic violence victims do not report to the police, I was disappointed, but then again, I also had to immediately understand because when my ex attacked me, first person I called was my family. And then the local police over here, all they did was offer my ex to get his toothbrush, ushered him out the door, fussed at me for getting in a domestic situation yet because 
they automatically claimed it was my fault. They didn't even talk to me. They didn't ask me a single question. They didn't ask me my name. They didn't ask me what happened. They didn't ask me why my child was screaming and erratic and crying. They didn't ask me any of that. They didn't make any observations. They fussed at me. And I offered to get him his toothbrush as he walked out the door with them laughing. And then they documented it on the little miscellaneous incident card. They notated that it happened. They didn't ask any questions. They didn't ask how he tried to strangle me. They didn't ask how the gun fell out of my waistband and I had to fling it across the wall. They didn't ask how Krav Maga saved my life. That was the only formal training that I had at that point. They didn't ask any of that. All I remember my ex was saying, ho, 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 she fell for Rome. Ho, 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 as he's walking out the door, knowing full well he's about to pull the full drama on me. And, and in a roundabout way, I'm discussing all this to because I came home yesterday just a little perturbed. Um, this new employment, they're going to have to prove how it's going to be different. They're going to have to prove it to me. Um, I, I am going to have to set my mind to the frame that it's okay to walk away if this job is not a fit. Uh, right now, I have to make money, and I have to give it a chance. Just like any new relationship, you have to give it a chance. So far, it, I, I, I do believe that I am hired at the right place. And I can't judge a whole umbrella from the little stem. I think about my community constantly that I control. I miss them. This community came together. They talked to me, first of all, when I was the police. And then they came together to help try and catch somebody who had a drug problem. And he was he was stealing to sell things to, to uh, support his habit. But they were trying to get them clean. He can't afford, he couldn't afford rehab. He wasn't rich. He wasn't, you know, he didn't know how, he, I guess he didn't want to go. He didn't, whatever. But the community saw that he had, I think he had three babies. And the community wanted him alive to be with his family. Now, this is part of the administrative harassment. I don't know who got a burr up there behind. But all of a sudden, the captain took interest in this 
petty shoplifter and try to implicate that I wasn't doing my job via emails. He found that every time he would say something, I had a substantial reply. And every time I would list the number of the, the number of times I called the detectives that I deferred the case to, he wouldn't have a response. He didn't have a leg to stand on. I blew up those phones for the detectives. Every time I found a new lead, I would send an incident report form. I'd CC the whole entire company. Don't tell me I'm not doing my job. Do not. And, and it was because there was a new lieutenant that came on shift. Day one, he implies that I'm not doing my job because dispatch didn't take me off the call. Fortunately, my baby was, and I say my baby, just because he was a sweetheart. He wasn't my boyfriend. But my baby, he, he, he came on that radio, said she cleared that call. 30 minutes ago. Oh. So yeah, they were fishing. But the problem is, I kept patrolling. I kept informing. The detectives drug their feet, and the guy died of an overdose. And they laughed about it. It was a joke. This man could have been saved. Is he worth saving? Yes. He had a family. He had sons. Whatever he was doing, I guarantee you he still had something to give his family. But the fact is the community felt that he was a useful person in their community that they wanted saving. They tell me the ones they wanted out of the neighborhood. And these are people who have lived through segregation. These are people who have lived through the worst, worst of racism and Jim Crow laws and all the disgusting, horrible things that happen to people. These people probably went to school with Ruby Bridges. For me to drop my ink pen and a 60-something-year-old woman to duck on the floor like bullets are flying. That's no way to live. That's no way to live at all. They, they chase people out the neighborhood. Some little boy started... They just up and left. Like one, one lady would go around the neighborhood starting problems. And then all of a sudden, I ain't heard nothing about her. So they must have moved. And then the little boy that kept getting in trouble with this friend, all of a sudden, you know, he was a sweet boy. I talked to him after everything. And it, it was it was the same, similar incident. You know, they were accused of this and that and everything like that. But after person one left the store to go to another store, all of a sudden they weren't a problem anymore. was personal vendetta.
that's all it was. They they she didn't like the other one, and they were trying to use their kids in the in the midst of it. But uh, no, this this is gonna be an interesting experience. It's gonna be interesting Mardi Gras. I don't want to go to work. I don't. Um. And it honestly, it is because I'm scared. It's a tiny little hurdle. You know, I'm looking at it like yesterday. I was, I was scared and I'm like, oh, I better go. Showed up and it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed myself. And today it's the same. It's just the fear. I don't want it to be like it has been in the past. I want something different. I want something positive. You know? I, I but it's it, I know it is a different atmosphere for me because I know this isn't forever. This is probably for the next eight or nine months till I get an internship. Um you know, a lot of it is because I'm sad. I, I couldn't pick up my kid yesterday because I have to work. I don't know how many hours. And I'm hoping that the company's till means like 11 o'clock. Because I'm not in the club. See, like, that. this is why I'm saying they're going to have to prove to me why I'm not. You know, I'll do it during Mardi Gras, but baby, you better put me on that breakfast shift afterwards. Like, it, no, no, indeed. I can't even stay up past nine o'clock on a normal day. You telling me till? Till? Bruh, this is a restaurant. Like, uh-uh. No, indeed. Um, But the days, days off are great. Uh, so it, 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 it'll be a, we shall see situation. Uh, I'm nervous again, when I interact with humans, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't always mix well. And it's not because I don't put myself out there. It's literally because I put myself out there. I get nervous. I get scared. And I say, Melissa, how are you going to meet people? How are you going to make friends if you don't introduce yourself? And I go, hi, Melissa. And they shake my hand and sh shirk off. And then the next thing you know, they're talking trash about me. I've definitely learned from my last job. Just because they're talking trash about you don't mean they know you. I didn't talk to those people. I didn't hang out with those people. I had everyone but two people blocked. I, I even blocked the lieutenant that came on at the at the end there. I blocked the lieutenant because he was excessively text messaging. 
And I asked him to remove me from the group text message because he'd, he, he'd text stupid stuff that really was an email. Hey, there's a gun class coming up if you want. Up. And then when I asked him again, he says, I only text important information. But yet, important information I found in my email inbox from him. So please, sir, tell me the truth. Stop. Take me off of the group messages. There's nothing in the bylaw saying I have to be part of group text. Nothing. And if it is important, start a group chat with the people and then start an important text message chain. But texting somebody at four in the morning, their schedule, when you can email it to them and they already know where they're at. And honestly, have a backup text chain because they're the only people who change positions. I had a beat. I knew where I was going to be. And unless there was a change, I didn't have to know about it. Because guess what? If, if someone else was in my beat, that means I called off of work or I had vacation. I was going on vacation. I don't care about work on vacation. I don't care about work on my days off. I don't. That is my work-life balance. Work is the thing I do to afford toilet paper and food. And my cat is saying kitty treats. Right, Loki? Hi, Lokita. Kitty treats? Yeah? You're not punished, honey. I, I will get you your treats, I promise. They're worse than the mafia, these cats. I wake up with one on my chest going, treats, meow, 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 treats, it's so, it's so treats. But, um, he's looking at me like he has tears in his eyes. I, I just haven't been to the grocery store. Uh, but nonetheless, it's, why can't we just get along as humans? Like, really, at work, let's just deal with work and then leave it there. I'm not, I'm not going for a management position at this company. That's, that's a forever pathway. That's, that's a great position to have at a restaurant, but it's stressful. Um, I've been there. I've been a restaurant manager. I, I did it. I performed it very efficiently at the age of 25. But I was young and the company was shady. All right, guys. Um, I, I, I say these things because I've also noticed that I, I I don't know. I've been off of social media and everything like that, but I have not really heard much this year about Black History Month. And I've I know I'm learning about some amazing people and I just learned that Ruby Bridges lives in New Orleans or is from New Orleans. I have no clue that happened here. 
she wasn't even mentioned by name in my history textbook. But no, no, I take that back. She was. And pardon me, because I learned that in the fifth grade. But it was just like a paragraph. There was nothing about her being spit on. There was nothing about the location, where it happened. It, it was just that she attended. She was, a, she was, you know, after segregation, she was the first one to attend a school here that wasn't all white. You know, Harriet Tubman did a lot more than what we learned in history books. My heart still belongs to Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, he spoke a piece and then he was betrayed by the people in his entourage. And just without saying much, just note the people who have been the faces of Washington who were also in Martin Luther King Jr.'s entourage. You guarantee they traded a life of power. They do that all the time in the music industry. They sacrifice somebody. And then they sacrifice the person anyway. Uh, a lot of foods we eat are due to the Africans that were brought on the slave trade but were taken over by the Dutch. I read something online and I'm not, and I just, I'm not educated enough to really know how true it is, but I read something that the WIC program was started by the Black Panther group. However, when I read this book about, is like a food and the slave trade in Africa, I'll have to find the book. Uh, I lent it to somebody, and I haven't seen them since I lent it. But it was, it, it listed all the food that Africans are responsible for bringing to the Americas. And it is 99% of the staples we have here in the country. However, the Dutch saw that it was profitable and took the rights to marketing the food. And the name of the company, the Dutch, held the initials of West India Company, West India Trading Company. And I feel more inclined to believe that the WIC program was that bears the symbol of that instead of the acronym that was given from the Black Panthers. But then again, I'm not a historian and I read things, I read the sec the Black Panther one online and sometimes it might be a combination of the truth. Sometimes it might be what they heard from a party member and have carried with them since. Oral tradition still happens. It's just everybody's quick to cry liar or you're wrong when somebody with the oral tradition and the oral story comes and puts it on paper and they're like, no, 
history says X, Y, Z. So it, it, like I said, it could very well be a combination of both. They may have saw it as a good thing and promoted it as such to their communities so their communities could get help. But it was just, it was just interesting. I learned about the Dutch India company before I learned about how it was termed from the Black Panther Party. Um, yeah, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the local news. I haven't watched the news, news since 2016. It may be more than 20, it may be more 2017. Um, you're just so angry on the news. And I'm like, this is, it, it was just honestly too much. Uh, and I'm kind of glad because the news outlet that I was forced to watch has apparently become way outrageous and just weird and my search for a unbiased news source has felt flat. I even looked at some sort of Instagram platform that claims to be unbiased and that's a lot. That's a flat out lie. Wow was that I'm like ooh jeez. And they're still claiming they're unbiased, so good for them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm going to do you stay, I'm going to do a February 14th one about running. It's going to be quirky. Um, no sad sob stories. I, I don't I don't practice or participate in Valentine's Day even when I am coupled with somebody. Uh I, I do believe that it is a great day to have a first date or a second date. Like if you're if you're a couple on the track to romance and all that you know and you're just starting out it really is it's a cute little day to go out and celebrate and have a moment to yourself uh i do also believe that it was created because northerners do not have mardi gras and they wanted a reason to lighten up their lives and their hearts a little bit during the gray yucky weather uh because looking at the weather up north you guys are about maybe three months into snow and gray and slush and ice and you're looking at maybe three to four months more of snow and slush and gray, and then a lot of mud in the early spring, 
And so it, it it's one of those where somebody probably went, I know a way to lighten up. You know, they looked at weather patterns and went February 14th, the great Catholic holiday already. And the, it was it was completely constructed from a greeting card company, which is why how I've allowed myself to release the guilt for not celebrating it. I, I do buy a little something for my, my child. Um, you can't crush a child's spirit, you know, and a little stuffed animal or card goes a super long way. Um, but it will be mostly a lot quirky, running, coffee, yoga. It, it, it's, it's, you know, no sad psychological stuff uh anthony and i were broken up well before valentine's day last year so that wasn't in play um but no valentine's day can certainly be for sprouting love young love puppy love you know, love between you and your puppy or your kitten. Um, my eldest cat does not participate either. He looks at me like, lady, don't you dare give me a little pet on my head. He's, <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. He's 12 years old and he's like a blue Russian. It, Get what other oh, Siamese, blue Russian Siamese uh, mix, and he's super intelligent. Like he he changed my whole entire. I used to be like I'm a dog person, and I'm like I have a cat. Dog. I have a cat dog. I like this cat. <laughs> and he chose me as this person, uh, which apparently that breed does. They choose a human. And once they choose a human, that's it. And it has been proven. My my daughter is eight. And he still does not accept her. He is still mad because I bring her out for rides in the car instead of him. And it's like, I to. She is not of age to stay at home. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I for sure, for sure have to get moving on the getting ready front. Stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, everybody celebrating Carnival. Drink wisely, have fun, have fun, but just be in good areas, be in the best area you can find. Uh, don't fall off of floats. Don't jump in front of floats, people. Please don't. Our mayor over here wants to cancel everything. She canceled marathons. She can't play. And she would cancel Mardi Gras if the city would not... 
car and feather her and run her out of, run her back to California. Um don't touch our Mardi Gras, bro. Don't touch our Mardi Gras. It was amazing to hear people people during COVID were like, I'm upset about Mardi Gras being canceled. I ain't never went anyway. And then as soon as they brought Mardi Gras back, same person. Hey, I'm going to Mardi Gras this year. So even though people get tired of it locally, they like it. They like it. Stay safe, people. And and do some do some digging. Do some history digging. Like it the scientists, the intelligence, the inventions, the influence that Africans have had on United States culture, aside from the indigenous, indigenous people that were already here. There was nothing wrong with the way they were living because they were living the way their family was living in Africa. They honored their ancestors through life and through, they still develop their own ways, through their own tribes, through their own practices that were similar but different, and yet they respected it. There were still arguments, but they went back to living peacefully. They, they didn't necessarily oppress the people. And if they did, it, it was until they were fully assimilated into the tribe. Did they finally just went about their day? Like it's Africans are fully assimilated into America. They are. We they they you know they had free people even during the Civil War. They had free people after. Africans had already been in America for over. 200 years it's it's a, it's at a point where it's like we're in 2023 okay we understand that people have hate in their heart and people project things but what is going on that that's evil that's not just hatred and jealousy. What, what I don't understand. We're just normal people. There's no need to oppress us. There's no need to keep us down from basic things like eggs and dairy. There's no need to murder innocent people. I mean, I could go on a rant. I can go on three rants for hours over the stuff that's happening in Puerto Rico. This is this is oppression. This is genocide in America in 2023. This is traumatic. This is, for me, it's unfathomable because I can't understand how people... People have accepted tattoos 
And that was a hot topic in the early 90s about how we needed to shun people with tattoos. Which is ridiculous in, in itself, but it's still... How are body, body markings more accepted than a people who have been here for over 400 years? Unwillingly, but they assimilated into the country. They are Americans. We are Americans. Africans, we are Americans. Hispanics, we are Americans. Muslims, we are Americans. Because guess what? They're Africans too. You can't tell. You can't say, oh, you're from this Middle Eastern country because you follow this religion. No, just like they are black Jews, they are white Muslims, they are black Muslims. It's not a race for that. It is a religious practice. Didn't the white people come over from wherever they came from in Europe from religious persecution? And here you are, in your own country, persecuting people for religion. We need to do better, America. We need to stop and take a look at what our grandparents are saying and why they're saying it and understand, okay, they're not going to change, but they're not correct. And we can still be respectful of Momo, Popo, Grandma, Nana, whatever, whoever you call them, Pop, Pop, Gaga, whatever your term is. We can still be respectful of our matriarch and patriarch. But we can also still acknowledge that how they act is not becoming of a human being. 